Hello and welcome to the Latte Firm Fans Forum. Today, all things Mikel Arteta, all things trust the process and all things leading towards a new contract perhaps for the Arsenal manager. Joining me today, firm regular, one Walid one. Wally, how are you? Yeah, good, Fais. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I can see the, the, the over, you're overjoyed to be on the firm. That's it's great to have you. Um, many of you will know uh, Tiki Taka Connor from social media, but Connor, it's a pleasure to have you on for the first time. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, man. It's a pleasure to be in your acquaintance. So. <laughs> you're, you're too nice, man. I can see the positivity <laughs> just bouncing off here. There's loads of energy. Uh, and, and finally, um, again, another debut for, uh, for, for a new guest on the firm. Colleen, how are you? Welcome to the firm. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I feel like I should be taking credit for a lot of your chocolate content, but I think it's a conversation for another day. But... The chocolate content has <laughs> flown. I, do you know what? I spend <laughs> maybe an hour or so putting together slides for this and I might get lucky to get 15, oh. 20k views, but I ate a, a chocolate bar <laughs> and I had 25,000 views of 90 <laughs> seconds of wolfing down a chocolate bar. I'm, I'm in the wrong game. Uh, but look, guys, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on board. Um, for those of you who are watching, please do drop a like on this video and a subscribe to the channel. It's greatly appreciated. And let us know your comments as you're watching uh, below. I want to start by... Looking back at the summer that's just been, um, Arsenal obviously broke our sort of summer transfer spend record. We brought some, you know, some some shiny new players into the squad, over a hundred million pounds spent. Connor, I want to come to you first. I mean, when we made those signings, and the signings were of a particular profile, you know, relatively young, unknown, sort of hungry individuals coming into the squad. What were you feeling at that moment? Was it a good summer for you? Um. I didn't really rate, rate Ramsdale, I'll be honest. Um, so I thought that was like a bit of a red flag for me. And I'm happily eating my words now. Obviously, he's amazing. <laughs> Best thing since sliced bread. But back then, you look at the signings. Odegaard, I was totally in for. I wanted him over Madison quite badly. Lukonga, another one, is a great little player. Um, he'll come good. Well, he's good now, but you know what I mean. He'll be there. Um, ben White, 50 mil, question marks. Again, that's a lot of money for a player who plays at Brighton, but evil words again uh, and Nuno 7 million is nothing and Tomiyasu uh, little gem pretty much so you can't really moan about it but like I thought I thought the signings were a bit like you said that they've got all like a particular profile Young which is the I think Gary Neville came out and said oh I don't know what their direction is going as he's talking absolute tripe um, quite clearly we've got a way of what we're doing here we're going for the young mould because you can't compete with Man, Man City, Liverpool. Uh, you just can't compete with them. Well, maybe you can compete with Liverpool because they're kind of in the same boat as us. Uh, but Man City, I don't personally think you can compete with them, especially not like financially. Um, so you've got to try and do something different. That's why we've gone with Arteta, a young manager, a young squad. So I, I'm, back then, I was a bit uh, not sure, but well, I'm not a football manager, mate. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Great you bread. talk a lot. You talk a lot about being sort of proved right, and you know, Wally, you remember the summer. The critics were out, weren't they? You know, why are we signing Ramsdale? Why are we spending fifty million on Ben White and not getting maybe a Basuma or, or a more experienced defender? You know, um, uh, Tommy Asu deadline day. It was a panic buy. I mean, they have to an extent proved us all wrong with regards to the way that they've played. But how are you feeling going into the start of the season? Was that enough? You know, did you? What were you expecting? Or was it the right window for you, Wally? Um, yeah, more or less. I think Connor kind of hit nail on the head with terms of the criticism that we got from certain people. Um, I think they got 
pretty much most of those signings correct. I mean, I too was like, wow, Ramsdale, what are we doing? But I was I was particularly pleased with um, with the signing of Ben White. Now, um, I think if people look at things logically, I think a lot of a lot of people were saying last season, well, do you know what? Defensively, we were all right, um, but we weren't. I mean, if you look at games, we just got so so lucky in so many cases, and we needed a defender. Firstly, secondly, I mean, the fact that you know it's a defender from the Premier League who is English centre-back. The going rate for English centre-backs is really, really high. Look at John Stones, how much he moved for a few years ago, Harry Maguire, you know, and even kind of non-English um, centre-backs who have played in the Premier League. I mean, it was what, a couple of seasons ago, Man City paid something like 40 million for someone like Nathan Aki, right? So centre-backs are a commodity, good ones. Um, so, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too dis- too bothered about the fact that how much we paid for him the the mere fact was that we needed him um so i was pleased with that um and kind of going into the season i thought do you know what um he's been backed very well um we didn't get everything of what we wanted right but we got we managed to address quite some key issues around uh, around the pitch and just talking about your expectations going into the season what would you have deemed as a successful season at that point? Were you expecting Champions League qualification? Were you expecting maybe just, you know, marginal improvement on the season before getting back into the Europa League? What, what would success have looked like for you? Um, to be honest, I think the moment the season, the previous season ended and we finished eighth and out of Europe, my expectation then was to be able to make Champions League football, right? Because we're not playing as many games as other teams. Okay, we had... I mean, prior to the transfer window, we had the opportunity to strengthen key areas. Um, And we have a manager that's been backed like any manager in recent times, really. Um, I think you look down in the Premier League, probably Pep Guardiola is probably the only manager that gets as much say in what's going on around the club as Arteta. So, you know, he's he's, he's got the right environment to, to, to succeed. So my expectation was always top four. And currently my expectation is still top four. Well, we'll talk about expectations in just a second. If we forward into the season, Colleen, I want to come to you now. Uh, and on your slides, mm. you should be able to see our sort of nightmare start. Three games in, three defeats on the board, our arch, you know, enemies at the top of the table. And of course, we're rooted at the bottom. There's a, a dis, you know, a despondent picture of Mikel Arteta there looking sort of sad. But of course, the headline there was that he was favourite to get the sack at that moment. Do you think the criticise at that moment, Colleen, was was justified? And and did you expect three defeats in three? Now, granted, we played City, uh, Chelsea, and of course Brentford on the opening night. What were you feeling at that moment? I mean, I think you need to take all three of the games, game by game. So, I think at that point in the season, considering the business Chelsea have done, how they finished the the, se- the season just before, and City losing to them, you don't want to lose to them, but you can kind of take it a little bit easier than if it was Brentford. And, you know, the context, we're out with COVID, players with COVID. Um, you know, if Brentford have just come up into the Prem, you're expecting a tough atmosphere. However, I remember watching that Brentford game and just being so dis- despondent because it was just not, it wasn't a great performance. Granted, we didn't have, we had what, Balogun playing up front. We didn't have a full squad, but you do still kind of expect a level and that level just was not there And the, on the first game against Brentford. Chelsea, there were still stupid mistakes um, at the back. I think on the left, even I don't think Kieran had his best game um, that day, trying to think back. But after the first three games, you were starting to think, OK, is this Arsenal of old? Are we just reverting back to just 
mediocrity and underachieving. So you, I don't think you can necessarily blame people. And I was one of them. I was completely, I was with Arteta because ever since he first came in to go for memory, you've seen his style has changed. And he's, and that has also changed in the way he's played and the way the personnel, how we played when we won, you know, the FA Cup and the Community Shield, we've, ch- we've changed, we've adapted how we played around the players. Now he's trying to implement it how he actually wants to play. And that was always going to take some time. It was always going to take some time to navigate through and try and see our identity, our style, what we're actually trying to do. But Brentford, it it was a bit of a disaster. The way we lost that game, it was just, it was awful. It was awful. I think it would have been a bit reactionary to be like, he's got, he's got to, he's got to go. Um, and, and him actually leaving after three games of the season, considering how well he was backed, it was never going to happen. But the emotion of it doesn't change. I remember sitting there thinking, this is going to be a long season. This is going to be a long season. But, you know, how quickly things can change after one, two wins in the bounce and things like that. So, again, that's the reason why I'm not um, Josh or Stan or, or Edu up top. Um, you've got to take the emotion out of it a little bit. But I was I was disappointed with our start. It was, it was, it was a bit of a joke at Brentford especially. And Con, I mean, you know, as, as someone who's been a loyal fan to, to Mikel, were you scared at any point that Arsenal might have sacked him or were you confident in, in their sort of long-standing belief in him? Uh, definitely didn't think they was going to sack him. No chance. Um, looking at it like back then, like then first three games, on the face of it, obviously three fat ills sort of thing just meant not like it was crap. But like the first game, we shouldn't have even played for a start. It was We had a bunch of COVID cases. It, it should have never got played. Sky wanted us to play it, so we, we did them a favour sort of thing. So we ended up playing it. And then Chelsea, Champions of Europe, and you got Man City, who were just a freak show of a team. You, you're probably not going to beat them, uh, especially with the, the players available at the time. Like, we had like Pablo Mari playing in them games. Like, not, not dissing Pablo Mari, but he's just not on the same level as obviously Gabriel or, or Ben White. Um, so, yeah, I never, I, never, I never thought they would sack him. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've got a lot of confidence in Arteta. And going back to my last point, I think like, we've got to try something different than the rest of the teams at the moment. And I think Arteta is the the one. And you look at like the options available in the market right now for managers; it's pretty scarce. Um, so, and unless you're poaching them off, maybe like the, the Ajax manager, for example, or like one of the international managers, um, if they want to come back to club football. Um, but even then, they're just Unlikely. I don't think there's a lot of better options right now than Arteta. So it'd be wouldn't make any sense to get rid of him. So, Wally, would you disagree with that? Because Con makes a really interesting point about alternatives, and you've always been quite firm on the Arteta sort of criticism. Um, safe to say, or fair to say, that you there were stages of the season where you wanted him out. I mean, how did you feel at the time? Um, so, I mean, I I obviously kind of felt that you know the last couple of seasons. Um, and going into this season as well, what we've seen up until now, I can only put together a few kind of games where I could really look back at and think, wow, we really did play well in that. And two, I mean, there were some things that were very impressive, things like uh, when we played against West Ham at home, uh, Villa at home, even the Man City game that we lost and um, effectively had that game stolen away from us by the ref, if I may say. Um, you know, there's there's only games that I can remember where I could look back and think, yeah, do you know what, we played well in those. But apart from that, no, I haven't really seen anything that says that we've really changed or turned a corner. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, they say that, okay, you know, it takes time for him to uh, put together his plan. 
I don't see it still. I still see the same kind of deficiencies in terms of we don't we don't have a proper attacking strategy. Uh, we don't create enough chances. We're lacking a striker. That's fine, but he's he's for whatever reason hasn't addressed that. I think there are options in the market. Um, you know, um, obviously, at this at this current stage, do we sack him? I mean, I actually don't think even if we finish outside the top uh, the top six, we're still not going to we're still not going to sack him. Right. But if it was up to me, you know, I would absolutely, and I've said this before on Latte Thun as well, that I would absolutely go for someone like Luis Enrique, who is more proven in terms of working with the types of players that we have. You look at what he's done with the Spain squad and some of the young players there, and that's what we have right now. We've got a young squad. Um, and actually, you know what? Credit to Mikel Arteta, you know, in terms of having an eye for players, he's he's got it absolutely spot on with, so with, our, with our signings that we were talking about earlier. Um, but I just think on the pitch, um, I just don't see a translation of that. Um, I just don't think a lot of the time he quite understands what he wants to do. And some of the games were very disappointing. I mean, me and you were at Old Trafford and, um, you know, that was very, very disappointing. And then a few I days need to later, stop going to Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few days later against Everton, you know, these these games are happening quite often. Do you see what I mean? And, and they're, they're there. They keep coming about over and over again. So, yeah, I mean, I still haven't really changed my mind or not seen anything that, would suggest that I, I would change my mind at the moment. So it seems to me that your criticism of Mikel at the time was due to sort of playing style. Let's talk about the sort of the, the process. So, you know, the clear out of the squad. I remember when Mikel Arteta was appointed in his first interview, he talked about instilling a culture and environment. You know, the way that we've sort of outed our captain, Abamyang in January, shows a certain sort of ruthlessness in him. And it's, you know, it's either my way or, or, or no way. Um, Colleen, coming to you, I mean, your thoughts on 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 that that it's it's Arteta's way very much his regime are you happy with what you've seen in terms of what he's trying to build away from what Wally's talked about in terms of the playing style but what he's doing around the club I mean when it comes to like the Obama situation it's not the first time we've seen him kind of do this like with Guendouzi and on different situations to say I'm happy with it would be I'm neither happy nor unhappy about it because we just don't know we don't we don't know enough we don't, as fans, we, we're kind of hearing bits of information on you know, several disciplinary breaches and things like that. We don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And luckily, this season, we might be able to find out with um, Amazon. But generally, we don't really know what's going on. But I'm all here for instilling a culture because we've all been, we've all complained, I would say, the majority of fans um, during uh, Wenger's latter years that we were just at this level, this mediocrity level. And there was always these kind of rumours and things coming out that, you know, Arsenal are tough enough not taking things seriously. So I am here, I'm really here for, for that. But how far will that go, his man management? Like, is it is it really set? It could go one way or the other, you know. If a player's unhappy, does he know, okay, well, I know one way of getting myself out in the next transfer window is that, you know, I'll just down tools or something. I'm not saying the players are doing that, but how quickly has that been? Like, you're Gwendouzi's, uh, Abamyang. And to, you know, Mikel's credit, it's, it's kind of, it's worked thus far. Like, it's not like, you know, We've gone terrible ever since those incidents have happened. And I want him to be, I want us to be ruthless in every aspect. I, I don't want any, you know, just being upset that we've lost or just being lazy or just, you know, turning up late and things like that. You want that culture. You, you want that winning mentality and the players being prepared to put it in in training, in a game, everything around Arsenal. That's what you want. But it's, it's, it's a difficult situation at the minute. I still think we're in the middle of it. And I think time will tell a little bit more whether he's going to be successful in that because 
you know, you hear he's saying what the fans want to hear. Like, you know, I want to instill culture, a better mentality and things like that. To me, these are all these are all buzzwords, unless it actually produces in the end with, you know, getting in the Champions League, you know, eventually trying to challenge for the title or things like that. It, it doesn't really mean it doesn't mean much, really. It keeps us happy being like, yeah, he's the guy. But I, there needs to be a, a means to an end, basically. I still think he's got I'm, I'm very much with Mikel at the minute. But, you know, I think we are starting to get to the period where in the next six to 12 months, if he makes it through that period, that thing, these, the things that he's done, there needs to be a means to an end here. I would say, Con, if I look back at the time when Unai Emery was here and Wally, Unai Emery ruined this club. But when, when Unai Emery was here, um, there were, of course, stories of players sort of mocking him you know, joke, jokes going around on WhatsApp about the gaffer and all sorts of leaks were coming out towards the end. There does seem to be a bit of a no-nonsense no um, environment around the club. And I'm actually one for that. I like to see that. And Mikel's spoken after games about talking about going to, to war with these players. And you do sense a certain camaraderie, like you see it with Ramsdale. You see the chest bumps between sort of Gabriel and Ben White. I get giddy about all sorts of stuff like this. I'm quite a, I'm quite a teenager at heart when it comes to that. I'm sure while he, while he pulls my leg all the time. But I like to see that and actually clearing out that deadwood, clearing out the, the the toxicity and the the personalities that we've had that have really sort of held us back, both on the pitch, off the pitch. I think that's a good thing and it doesn't happen overnight. And obviously I was quite pleased to see Aubameyang go. But, but Con, the question to you is, the January transfer window came and went. You know, while he talked about playing style, you know, Killeen sort of alluded to the fact that Artes is very much on that sort of, you know, clear out mode and it's about what he builds, but essentially comes down to results. Do you think us not buying anyone this January was a real opportunity missed? I mean, how did you feel January 31st? There was that whole saga with Isak uh, the weekend, you know, in the Rolls Royce with, with his number plate, whether it was his car or wasn't his car. We, it was a very public pursuit of, of Dusan Vlaovic and, of course, you know, Eddie was really given the runaround with that pursuit. But were you disappointed to close with nothing coming in? I was angry, mate. I was very upset. Um, because you, like, just look at the teams around us now. Tottenham look really bad. Man United look bad. as like, They always look bad. And Wolves, we're better than Wolves. Beat them the other day with 10 men. I know like, that's what we played. But like, we beat them the other day with 10 men. We are better than Wolves. So like, the only team you should be worrying about is Tottenham and... Man United and they look really bad and you think like I know we couldn't get Blahovic, but if we got someone like that you you wouldn't even be thinking about it. we would 100% be getting top four now in my opinion anyway I don't think it would be even a debate and um, the striker thing I understand like, I'm glad they didn't just go out and just like right we didn't come out that apparently we got off with Ducardi, um Athletic reported it yesterday we got a, a Cardi swap for Aubameyang Cardi's a good player but he's not one of the targets and I like the fact they've like right not part of our we, we don't want him um so we, we, we don't want anyone sort of thing like you think maybe a couple of years ago they would have probably just like key of like key that key jewelberg that what his name is the agent guy yeah and um, we would have just taken what he'd given us sort of thing back in the day like oh yeah we'll have him like we just to plug a gap but like i like they're sticking to the what they need but the, my biggest I, I was so upset with the bruno gamera's transfer because He's well-known target for Arsenal. We've been after him like previously before he went to Leon, like, and you see him go to a club like Newcastle, where frankly, yeah, they've got all this money, but we can compete with them because they're nineteenth in the Premier League. And he walked into any every single midfield in the Premier League, apart, maybe apart from Man City. Like he would walk into our midfield. So you think a signing like that, especially of given Afcon. Obviously, it's gone now, but like um, we have, we look light, we look light in midfield, and 
we we struggled. I think we played, when we played Patino in the cup, um, we went out. Like Patino's obviously a good player, but he, he ain't ready. Um, you'd rather like a bit partman. It's not like start and pivot um, with Sambi, who's also a kid as well. When you think about it. like it's not fair on them. You bring on someone like that, like you'd be laughing. I think we did hundred percent at top four, but I think it's in the balance because of that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of with you, Wally. I'm going to come to you in just a second because obviously you've we've talked about alternative strikers for Enketi and maybe it's an opportunity that we've sort of missed as a club. But I felt really, really low after the January window because I felt going into the window, we needed to strengthen midfield. We needed to strengthen our strike options. And actually we finished the window with fewer players in each of those positions because we, you know, loaned out Maitland-Niles and we'd had various other departures, as you know. Um, Wally, you and I have talked about there must have been someone better in the market than Enketia. There must have been someone for 20, 30, 40. You know, we're not the scouts. We're not paid to do that. But surely Arsenal Football Club could have found someone that could have done the job, as it were, for six months to really propel us into a Champions League spot. You were left disappointed as well. And explain explain yeah. your thoughts on the striker situation. Um, to be honest, right, I'm, I'm somewhat in agreement with um, Connor in that, yeah, you know, I'm happy that we didn't just go out for anyone. But I'm also disappointed that we didn't find someone. Um, and again, kind of, you look at the networks we are working in at the moment, right? Because at the moment, the moment you come up and say, well, surely there must be someone. The first thing someone says is, oh, well, who would you, you know, who, who should we get? Well, I'm not a scout, right? Or I don't have the kind of networks. But surely in the whole world of football, and I'm not saying that, all right, go out, spend 30, 40 million, right? Okay. But surely on loan, we could have gotten some backups, right? Um, you know, even if it's someone that's really kind of substandard but can still provide some back backup. You look at someone like El Arabi in um, uh, Olympiacos, right? Okay, and I know kind of Mika will probably know him well. He scored against us a few times, right? Okay, all right, he's in the wrong side of 30s, but you're getting someone like him in for about six months um, on a loan, right? Just to provide that backup, right? Even if you're not going to play him, but you just know that if Lacazette gets injured, right? Okay, then you still have an option, right? And I just, I just find it difficult to under, to fathom that there was absolutely no one we could have gone after, right? And, you know, then, you know, you start to question, well, what is it? Is it this stubbornness or is he trying to really kind of keep this group really closed in terms of how he wants to manage it? Um, you know, and then, you know, surely you'd say, well, if we, if we couldn't find anyone, should he have maybe managed Aubameyang better, right? And as Colleen said, you know, there's questions about, um, man management man management has to come up at some stage you know what's at stake here is a champions league qualification right okay and if, if you don't get anyone you say right okay we want to wait for our top targets well there's absolutely no guarantee your top targets will want to come in the summer um, especially if you end up outside of the top six top seven again um, you look at a club that's finished eight in three years for, for three years time how many very good players will want to go there right you know it, it leaves it leaves are so, so vulnerable and you know that one loan signing um you know could have could, could have really kind of helped us out on the way and i know at, at this at this stage it's, it's difficult to tell but you know in may or june we'll probably know better whether it was a right or wrong decision yeah one of your sons in the background clearly disagrees or or, or agrees with something he's very passionate I can, I can hear him i think um with me wally i'm exactly in the same boat i think it was a real opportunity missed for arsenal and 
look, it's not football manager. It's not FIFA. We can't just add in these fantasy players. You know, there's got to be real players available out there and that want to come and on the right terms, etc. But I just look at our competition. You look at the way Spurs are just spursing things up despite having a really elite coach. You look at United, who are just frankly uh, just a total shambles. West Ham haven't got the... I don't think they can sustain such a run. I mean, they're doing really well and Moyes is a good coach and they're in a bit of good form and players like Jared Bowen are, you know, really sort of uh, overachieving, I, w- I would say, you know, on a consistent basis. So, you know, how long can they sort of sustain that? And I do feel that if we if we miss out, it'll be by, by a few points. And just before we sort of close the, ch- the, the striker chapter, Colleen, coming to you, I mean, Gabby Martinelli might be deployed as a centre forward if something, God forbid, happens to Lacazette. I can't believe I've just said that because <laughs> I think we could do better than Lacazette, but just tickle me for a second. Um, Nico Pepe, you know, he's had a really good AFCON, record signing for the club. Could we maybe see some sort of renaissance for the Ivory Coast player? I mean, is he, could he play out wide? Could Martinelli go at number nine? I mean, what are your thoughts on, on what we've currently got? I mean, when we didn't sign a striker, I did think... If we're not, there must be some alternative plan there. There has to be. Because we're in a fight for top four that we should never have been in. If we At the beginning of the season, looking at all the squads, you're probably thinking City, Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, United, considering their squad. Maybe not with their coaches and whatever, but squad-wise, you, you're, you're thinking that's probably what's going to be. We're in a fight now for it. We haven't signed a striker. So I was thinking, I watched the African Cup of Nations, I was thinking... Pepe has been underwhelming when, ever since he's been here. He's had a few glimpses in the Europa League when we were in it. Uh, he did quite well. But overall, he's just never had... He's either not been consistent or not had consistent playing time. So it depends on which kind of, you know, side of the fence you want to be with that. But at this point, if we're not... I don't think we're capable of scoring three, four goals a game against, you know, bottom, you know the second half of the table teams. So that means a lot of our games are going to be really tight. You know, one nils, two ones is what I'm seeing is going to be happening. And... Can we really rely on that? I don't think so. I don't think we can. I think we're going to have to roll the dice here. We're going to have to. We're going to have to give Pepe a go because we've got what about sixteen games left? You're telling me no one's going to get an injury up front at all. No matter how much you believe in the in the squad or you know you want to keep the group close together and whatnot, Pepe is going to be a is going to have to be a big part of this, and we're going to have to find a way to integrate him into it. Whether it is having Gabby as like a number nine or ha- having him out like we need to find a way to get him ticking we have we don't really have a choice because we can't win we're not going to win every single game from now to the end of the season one nil two yeah. one we, we we just we just won't and we will lose a game between now and then and we just need to make sure we're trying to do everything that we can we have to part the transfer window now it's closed we didn't sign anyone that's it we know the players that we've got and we've just got to make them tick Lacazette I do actually quite like Lacazette. I don't think he's good enough for us, but I do like him. He's not going to be. He's not going to be scoring every other game. Martinelli is a is a great is a great little um, player. He's still developing. I don't think he's going to score every other game. Smith Rowe's been coming off the bench, scoring, nicking a goal here, there, everywhere. Okaya Saka as well. But it's not very. We don't have we don't have that twenty season twenty goal a season striker at the minute. We need to get the five or six players that we do have. They all need to be firing. And that's the job for Mikel. And whether we make the champion, if we don't make the Champions League, whether he likes it or not, you know, I didn't want to get someone or there wasn't anyone available, yada, 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 all that stuff. At the end of the day, this is his squad and he clearly believes in it and that they're going to do that. So he's going to have to, he's going to have to, you know, get them ticking. We don't have any midweek games. So let's, let's see. But I'm, I'm, I'm not that confident. If I'm honest with you, I'm not confident. That's like 
getting Nick, um, Nico firing like to the player that we thought he was. It's just too short of a time frame. It really is. We're just kind of hoping on what we've got. And I don't know, I think Mikel's going to, he's going to have a, you know, if things don't really pan out on the goal scoring front, he's going to have a lot of questions to answer, I think. Yeah, it kind of further reinforces what Wally was saying about Arteta having to manage his squad and his players better. I mean, I, for one, would like to see Pepe reintegrated back into the squad, um, given some minutes here and there to see how fit and sharp he is. And then, you know, if if it warrants uh, or if we need to because of fitness issues, I mean, look, we're not going to get 90 minutes, we're not going to get, what, 16, 90 minutes from from Lacazette. It's bound to happen. And Ketia coming on just frustrates the life out of me because I think he's a very, very limited player. And when you've got someone as talented as, as Nico on the bench, then maybe that's something that we can deploy. Uh, Con, before we move on to the final segment, which is, you know, what's going to happen for the rest of the season? Have you got any thoughts or input on the striking options? Would you like to see Pepe back in the team? Oh, of course. You just look at his AFCON, mate. It was unbelievable for Ivory Coast. And you just look at him and think, like, he's the same player. Like, I think, you know, it's, it's weird with Pepe. He came into the team. He cost a lot of money. And anyone who costs that sort of money... You're going to ask questions about Harry Maguire, prime example. Like he's not actually as bad as people make out. They're just not eighty million pounds worth. And um, Pepe, again, he's he's not actually a bad player. He's just not seventy-two million pounds worth uh, of a player. But he also had the not a problem for us as Arsenal fans, but as a player, he had Bukayo Saka come in, who's from the from the academy, straight in and just taking his place straight away. No one could have like seen that coming. Um, a kid comes in and takes a £72 million player's position away from him. So it's just, he's had a bit of bad luck there. But he has been tried on the left before and he's had like a bit of success there. So you're talking about Nketiah coming on for obviously Laka and you, you, you hit the nail on the head, mate. It's just baffling. You see Pepe not coming on it. Like he must be doing something in training what Arteta doesn't like, like, because he's an unbelievable footballer. And when he was at Lille, I'm pretty sure he was deployed as sorry deployed, uh, deployed as like a wide forward, uh, or so like coming inside sort of thing. So he, he's been he can play up front. He just doesn't get a chance there. No, I'm gutted for him because he's an unbelievable footballer. But yeah, just getting rid of a Bamiang as well. I didn't agree with it at all. Uh, but yeah. Well, let's wait and see what happens. And let's so let's fast forward then to to sort of where we are today. And and on your screens now, you should be able to see hopefully the current league table, which is um, actually better reading for Arsenal fans. We're twenty two games on the board, currently sat in sixth place. We're a point behind Manchester United, who have played two games more uh, games in hand, FC, and we're also two points behind West Ham, who played three games more. Um, Looking at this now, if, if you if you ignored everything that's happened this season, if you didn't have access to all the squads, if you just looked at that based on reputation and based on the situation, you would say that Arsenal are probably favourites now to get that fourth spot. Um, Wally, coming to you, we talked about your expectations at the start of the season. I mean, Champions League football this season would be fabulous to qualify in that in that top four spot. Do you have hope for the next 16 games? Can you see us putting together a bit of a run and actually you know, making that spot ours, or are you less uh, optimistic? I think um, probably need to separate between what I think should happen and what I think will happen. Um, I think what should happen is, yes, looking at that table, putting everything aside, we should be making top four. You have to consider the fact that we're out of all cup competitions as well. So no Europe, no cup competitions, right? So in terms of the number of games and things like that, there's really no excuse. We've got a couple of games in hand, but we also have to remember that those two games are Spurs away and Chelsea at home. 
So, you know, that table isn't kind of um, looking at it. We can't just automatically assume that we're just, we actually should be six points better off right now. Um, what I what I think should happen is that, yes, we should finish top four. What I think will happen is that we won't. Um, the reason for that is coming down to the fact of with how we dealt with our business in the in January. Firstly, um, we didn't get a striker. And I think we unfortunately will live to regret that. Um, who, who do you think is going to come fourth, if you don't mind me asking? Sorry? Um, who do you think will nab fourth? It's difficult to say, but if I was to guess, I think probably Man United will probably get their act together at some stage. Okay. Um, uh, Sorry, you I, were saying I, your I, second I point. Make it. But, you know, the, the, the second point is kind of going back to integration of players. I know you want Pepe to come back in. I don't see it, um, if, I, if I'm honest with you. Firstly, I don't see him playing up front because... He's probably, I actually can't remember a player, an Arsenal player with a worse first touch than Pepe, right? So I actually will never, ever believe that he could play up front. However, what I can believe is that we can deploy him out wide on the left-hand side because I think that's where we've seen the best of him uh, because once he's out wide, he stops trying to do the same thing over and over again where he tries to cut in and, and, and shoot. Um, so playing Martinelli out front, Pepe out wide would be the sensible thing to do when we need to change things around. But again, I with the way Arteta has dealt with him and, you know, kind of me and you have been in the stands, uh, block nine, just standing there thinking, look, Saka looks absolutely knackered, yeah. right? It's 80th minute, right? Okay, why is he not bringing Pepe on? We're playing on the counter. We're, we've, we've got the lead, right? Those are the perfect situations to bring on someone like Pepe because he's got a lot of pace, right? Okay, and he'll give opposition something to think about. And Arteta just hasn't, hasn't gone for it, right? He would rather play... Saka to the ground, then bring him on. And I think decisions like that eventually is going to cost us, where we're either going to play players play into the ground or we're going to keep trying the same things over and over again in a game and they're not working and we're just not going to change it up. And unfortunately, I think we, we're just probably going to miss the mark in terms of making top four. Con, I want to bring you on this, the race for fourth. Um, do you think we have a chance? Do you think we're in the driver's seat? I mean, what are your thoughts uh, for the next sort of 16? Uh, definitely think we're, it's, it's in our hands. Uh, anyway, it definitely is in our hands. Um, but going like Wally said, um, the, the transfer window was, played such a big part in the confidence in this team. But I, going back to the summer, obviously at the start of the video, we spoke, spoke about the signings. I, I wasn't too keen on a lot of them. And they've showed me I was wrong on a lot of them. So I, I think they've got enough credit in the bank for doing what they did in January to allow him to go and have a fight for top four without have, bringing in the striker or midfielder. But it that will bring us to the end of the season if they don't get top four, because this is such an opportunity to get top four. Um, we're, we're right in there. We've got Man United, who will definitely spend like crazy people in the summer, as they always do, and get nowhere. Um, West Ham overachieving but they've got a right team they'll probably lose Declan Rice in the summer as well um, so they'll probably be a weaker team so next season as well it's going to be probably even harder there's such a big opportunity I do think they um, they did, they did um, balls up should we say uh, in January but we'll, we'll see come the end of the season mate um, hopefully we will get it personally I don't think we will but I think Man United will get it as well so. another vote for Manchester United Wreck-It Ralph is doing his best to ruin that they've got Ronaldo mate they've got Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo I know but he's an old man like me uh, Colleen um, 
give me some positivity here. Uh, you know, are you more optimistic than these chaps and, and, and perhaps myself, actually? Do you think we can get fourth? Do you know what? Yeah, I do. I do think we can. But at the same time, I think the three main contenders from it, I'm probably doing West Ham a bit of a disservice. I just don't think they're going to sustain it. If they do, credit to them, but I just don't see it. So it's United, Arsenal and Tottenham. I think throughout the whole of this season, all three of these teams have just been just so inconsistent. Just so inconsistent. And I think if United get their act together with Ralph, I think they've they've got the squad to um to do it. Do I will they actually do that? I don't I don't think they will. I think United's just a bit of a circus club at the minute, if I'm being honest with you. I just don't I don't think Ralph has got enough time to to sort to sort all their issues out. Now on our end we have our own issues. We've already we've talked about this a lot around the striking issue. But I, I just don't think there's an excuse for us not to. We're not in Europe. There's no cup competitions. I'm, I'm, listen, like I said, we will lose a game or two between now and the end of the season. But it kind of almost feels it's slight, just a little bit. I almost feel like it's ours to lose at this point. Just, just a little bit. We, we're in. It's not like you know the games. I know we could still lose those two game in hand. Those two game in hands that we have. And then, you know, it's still quite level pegging. But I, my expectation is we should get top four. In the current situation as it is, we should. Coming into the season, I would have said no. We, you know, we wouldn't have got top four. Wouldn't have been a thing. So obviously my goalposts have changed, which may or may not be fair to Mikel on the team. Because going into the season, I would have been happy if we got fifth. I just didn't see top four being a thing. But the opportunity is right there. I just, if we don't get it this year, you know, as um, Con was saying, you know, United are going to strengthen, you know, Chelsea are probably going to, Chelsea will strengthen. Tottenham have Conte and, you know, Tottenham are still Tottenham. They've still managed to just mess, they still managed to spurs everything up. I don't, I don't know how, but they still managed to do it. But it's, every year it's just going to become more and more difficult the longer we spend outside Europe, the longer, you know, we've finished eight, eight, two seasons in a row, you know. And then, you know, looking at ourselves, you know, Pepe might not even want to be here in the summer going onwards. He's barely even playing. We might have some departures who want to go. Saka, we need Champions League. Whether we think we'll do any good in it, then next season is a whole other matter. But we, you know, I'm not saying we wouldn't be able to attract top players, but there's just so much weighing on us that that could really depend on who stays, who goes, who we can bring in. And financially, there is a lot of pressure. And I think that Mikel, like I said before, all these buzzwords and stuff, this is now the time to to deliver so I'm expecting top four I'm I think we can get it and I'm expecting it. if we're not I'll, I'll be I'll be a bit I'll be fuming if I'm honest with you <laughs> I just think we have the opportunity is there we just have to take it I I personally <clears throat> excuse me I personally think that we're going to do it and uh Look, I'm a romantic at heart. I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I know Wally gets fed up with that when we're in the stands. I always think like positive, positive, positive. I think we're going to do. It. I think Arteta is doing something fantastic actually with the with the with the process with the project. I like the ruthlessness, the edge that he's got about him. I think uh, we are the youngest squad or team in the Premier League, and that's going to, you know, we're going to reap, reap our rewards maybe in a couple of years' time. But I think this is a season now. I think he's probably talking to the team and saying, look, it's an opportunity that perhaps we wouldn't have seen 20 games ago, certainly 19 games ago with three three defeats on the board. 
I think he says to the team now, like, you know, you could, it's there for the taking, like just reach out and grab it and make sure you deliver 16 cup finals. The, the performance away at Wolves, I thought was mightily impressive on that front. You know, we, we are stupid. We get red cards all over the gaff and we make our own, you know, we flirt with our, with, with the self-destruction button. Right. You know, I think that's fair to say, but I think if he can galvanize these boys and if he can maybe get the best out of what we've got, you know, it's it's possible. So I really want to dream. The final question for this segment, if we get Champions League, presumably for the three of you, it's a certainty that Arteta deserves maybe a new contract. Uh, unless, Wally, maybe you disagree. I mean, you, do you just want him to, to sort of go regardless or? I, um, listen, it would be, be massively unfair, I think, if uh, you know, he makes Champions League. Although I wouldn't be completely happy because it's, you know, I'm not a person that looks at things so black and white, right? Okay, there's there's all that stuff that's still around him. There's still question marks around him. But yeah, it would be unfair to get rid of him now. I mean, we should have gotten rid of him last year. <laughs> but, you know, we, we we stuck with it. Now he's made top four, right? Obviously, you know, I'm not going to say sack him now. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you, you said that, you know, you think we're going to do it and stuff like that. But, you know, before we move on to someone else, but how would you feel if we if he didn't make this now? If we didn't get top four, where'd you stand with him? Well, this is where we go back to Colleen's point about the goalpost move, don't they? I mean, at the start of the season, I would never have guessed we'd have been in the race for fourth. I thought, you know, get back into Europa League, maybe go on a strong, strong cup run, preserve a bit of pride and, 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 and just progress from the season before, which was obviously quite disappointing, particularly the way we went out against Villarreal. But now that we're 22 games in and the, th- the three or four clubs around us are all stuttering and stumbling and, you know, quite frankly, all in a bit of a mess, we have an opportunity and whether rightly or wrongly, our expectations need to change with that. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an evolving game. So for me now, the way that we have our squad and the 16 games that we've got to play and the two games that you mentioned in hand, I think we have to be, and this is going to be dangerous, but we have to be favourites for fourth because United with all the off the field stuff with Mason Greenwood and, and Rangnick, you know, that there's leaks of, of um, you know, I think Gary Neville spoke on Sky Sports about the number two being compared to Ted Lasso. I mean, that's not a good look. You know, players are leaking things and, you know, West Ham, Colleen mentioned it, I've mentioned it. They, they haven't sustained, they haven't got the experience of prolonging such a such a sort of strong run. And we have, you know, we've got, we've been there before. We've got previous with this, you know, we Arsenal always sort of, you know, somehow there or thereabouts, you know, can, can creep into fourth. And I think we're in a really good position. And yeah, I think we're going to do it. If he doesn't get it, I personally, I don't think the club is going to sack him. I think I agree with Con. I think they've they've invested a lot of money in him. They they believe in him. Josh Kroenke gave a, a, an interview after they, of course, the Rams won the NFL. Do you think he Super should? Um, it's a really difficult one. I mean, I mean, you put into context. I wasn't happy two, with the two, look, look. Sorry to put you in the spot, right? But two no, 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 no. place finishes. Yeah, um, yeah. Out of all cup competitions in January, and he still didn't make top four. The FA Cup was massively disappointing for me. And you know me better than certainly, yeah. you know, the, the the two guests on the show today and anybody watching, you know me better than most, but the cup means a lot to me. And I think the performance at Nottingham Forest was was totally inadequate. I thought it was pathetic. And uh, Arsenal should not throw a tournament like that. And I felt we threw it last year at Southampton as well. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was bad. The League Cup was encouraging, you know, got beat by a better team, you know, and, they, you know, Klopp did all the fraud, uh, the, the false positive nonsense that, that kind of kept caught up with us in the end. But if we finish eighth or seventh, if we don't qualify you for Europa League, I think that's a failure of a season. So then you would warrant not having your contract renewed or extended. 
Um, but if we finish anything above that and get into European football, then, you know, particularly, I mean, Champions League, then, you know, it's a give them, give them whatever you want in the summer and, and let them get on with it. So you've made, yeah, you've pushed me into maybe sort of conceding that if we finish sort of seventh or eighth, the way that we went out in the FA Cup as well, in the position that we're in to finish seventh or eighth, I think that's a really bad season. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, he would deserve to, to he, sorry, he wouldn't deserve an, a contract extension. Um, how about you we, guys? We Co- listen, there was just one more thing, right? If we finish seventh and end up in that conference league, you're coming to all the away games with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know, what? in Europe, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those re- like really sort of risky places to go. Yeah, great, I'll do that. Um, uh, Colleen. Uh, Connor, Wally, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, we've talked at length about the process and Mikel and where we are and where we might finish. Everybody who's watching, please do drop a comment below. Let us know what you think. Is Mikel Arteta the right man to lead us through the journey that we're on? Will Arsenal, can Arsenal qualify for the Champions League next season? And um, yeah, just drop a like on the video and a subscribe to the channel. Guys, thank you very much for your time. Hope to have you again on the firm. And until next time, see you guys very soon. 